0: All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Working the Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And today, my good friend, Dr. Monique is back. And we are going to have lots of fun, like we always do. We're talking about rise of the female ancestors, guidance and support from the woman in your lineage. And I got to tell you, we could all use a little bit of more guidance and support. So absolutely. I'm so excited because We always have so much fun to see Dr. Monique, and we always learn so much, and and there's wonderful processes that come through. But some of what we're going to discuss today is how your ancestresses, (laughs) I don't know if I'm saying ancestresses, have a message for you. They hold the gifts, wisdom, and courage to help you step boldly into your soul's purpose, learn why they want to help you now, and learn how women in your lineage who walked the earth before you are ready to support you with your vision and goals in 2022 and beyond. Learn how healing ancestral wounds, family burdens and cultural trauma can help you fulfill your soul's purpose and learn one tool for activating your ancestral connection. And we're going to be taking live color questions and colors will be randomly selected to receive guidance from and ancestors. So all that and more. And for those of you who don't know, Dr. Monique, like I said, she's been here many, many times. We love having her here. We have wonderful conversations, wonderful spot on readings, I have to say and so much wisdom. And so Dr. Monique is the ancestor griot and creator of ancestress Story Healing. Um, And she channels the stories of your ancestors for guidance and generational trauma healing, clearing the path for joyfully living your soul's purpose. Dr. Monique's devotion to the ancestors comes from her training with her ancestors, both in physical and spirit form, her doctorate in metaphysical counseling, mentoring from spiritual teachers worldwide, and two decades of implementing the teachings of ancestors reverence in her life. So a lot. You've done so much work with the ancestors. You've been working with them for so long. You've received so much wonderful guidance. And I'm so glad that you're here to share all that or most of it, some of
1: it with us. So (laughs) Dr. Monique, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me back. I always love being here. I love your show. I love watching your show. I love hearing you. I love seeing all the amazing incredible wonderful fabulous things that you're doing in the world and all that you do to help so many people so thank you for being a part of my village oh
0: thank you i love that and you know it's 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 the it's the truth right we all do so much and sometimes we forget everything that we do and um it you know so thank you for sharing that because you're right i forget all the wonderful stuff i do (laughs) because it's like i just do it right i just do it and the thing is we are all here Learning and growing, and you know we have challenges, and it helps to receive support and guidance from wherever we can get it. Sometimes, right? So, in this case, the ancestors and the ancestors, ancestresses. Okay, I I
1: cannot say that. That's a full (laughs) word, isn't it? Ancestresses.
0: Ancestresses. Yeah, exactly. So, so tell us. Like, I know this is a kind of a new thing working with the ancestresses. So. Uh, you know, share a little bit about that, how that, how that came about. And I'm sure it came about through all your work with the ancestors to begin with, right?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Well, it all started in last year when I started having these visions of the ancestors rising up. And I was like, okay, what's going on? So I said, okay, there's a message that you have for me. Let me take a moment to, you know, really connect and find out what it is that you want me to share that's different than what I've been doing. And so, and you know, that happens. We all experience that where there's a little bit of a change or a transformation that takes place and we have to do something different. Mm -hmm. So I went into meditation and was shown this beautiful field, this open field, where basically it was just open for miles and miles and miles. And all you could see is field in front of you. And it's interesting because normally when the ancestors come to me, it's usually surrounded by trees or around the ocean. And maybe it's because that's where I you know, get my blessings from. But this time it was an open field. And it was a very familiar open field because it was very similar to the field that I was in when I basically went to the plantation that some of my ancestors were on. It was very familiar. And I thought, wow, this is really interesting. And then that was it, that was the field, that was it. That was all I was shown. I was like, okay, well, there's more. And then that night I went to sleep and ancestors communicate with us through our dreams too. And I said, okay, I'm open to whatever you want to share. And in the dream, it basically showed that I was walking in this field. And the next thing you know, there were other women around me walking through this field. And as we were taking our steps, these ancestresses were rising up, saying, we're behind you. We're with you. We're supporting you. We're guiding you. We have blessings for you. We have gifts for you. We have inspiration for you. And we have just divine love for you and we want to help all of you really fulfill your purpose in a way that you've never been able to do it before Mm -hmm. and then the next message was about how many of our ancestresses weren't given the opportunities that we have been given today as women They have not, they were not given those opportunities. They were not given a voice in many cases. They were oftentimes that, you know, person behind the scene helping their families, particularly the male um, members of their families accomplish things. And they were oftentimes not regarded as having, you know, valuable information. Mm -hmm. And now they're saying, we're rising up. And we're here to help because we see that there is a need for information from us to shift and change what's happening in not only in the lives of the people that you work with and you serve, but in the world overall. And that we have these, these gifts that we want to help to create greater peace on the earth, to have a respect for each other and to have a a level of acceptance for each other and to also treat the earth more kindly. And it was very interesting. So over about, I think that went on for about eight weeks where I was still getting these messages and then it was, we want you to now start doing more. In addition to that, what I started noticing is I was working with more and more people doing ancestral story clearing work, these women were coming forward. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, there would be a little bit of both. There would be men, there would be women that were coming forward, but women were coming forward. The grandmothers, the aunties, the mothers in our lineages, they were coming forward with some really profound information that I was seeing, immediately causing shifts in people. And that's when I said, okay, I'm doing exactly what you want me to do. Let's go ahead and start having these conversations and talk about the power that they have for us. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely. Here we are.
0: And here we are. And then that's the thing is like, you know, at this time that we are in right now, it seems like our gifts, our voice is needed more than ever, Yes. right? So all those times when we've held back, when we've said, no, it's not the right time. No, I'm afraid. People will judge me. What if I make a mistake? These are some of my words, right? (laughs) What if I make a mistake? What if people judge me? What if, what if, what if? Well, what if now is the time for you to show up, step up and share your gifts, your talents, your voice? What if that is what is needed more than anything else?
1: Yes, yes. And that is really what they're saying is that, that this is what's needed bringing people closer to their gifts, encouraging them to really do something with it. You know, I have a group that I work group of women that i'm working with that we call them the legacy warriors the ancestors legacy warriors. Because these are women who are creating legacies in their homes in their communities in their families. They're creating, you know, deep legacies. Some are creating businesses that they'll be able to pass on to their uh, family members. Some are creating financial legacies, and some are creating legacies in their community by starting programs that help other people and, and you know, volunteering and and you know, offering funds to different um, programs. So these women are creating a legacy, and they're stepping forward and really embracing their gifts so that they can do this. And that's what the ancestresses are saying. And it's not just for women, you know, let's face it. These ancestresses have messages for men as well, because we all had a woman and women (laughs) that we came from Mm -hmm. and that are in our lineage. And these women have messages for everyone. And really the information that I'm noticing that they're bringing forward for men has been interesting because it is about honoring the women around them and embracing the women around them and listening to them more and encouraging them to fulfill their purpose, particularly the women that they are, that are in their families, that they're in relationship with and whatnot.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. And that's the thing. It's like, we all could use a little bit more support, we could all use some guidance, and who better to help us and support us than our own ancestresses, but they know us, we are from their lineage, we may actually be some of them from way back when, right, so you have to remember that too, we may actually be them, so we may, so the wisdom that we will receive from them is going to be helpful, not just for us, but for all the other ancestors down our line, right? So it's it's, like it's it's ancestral healing on a deep level, on a collective level, even as well, as, as women, as men, it doesn't really matter. Um, and the ancestral healing that we're doing at the collective level at the, um, even at the level of the collective humanity is going to be helpful. And that stuff that we are clearing you know, it helps us to move past the emotions and the attachments and get us to greater clarity, right?
1: It does. It absolutely does. We, we definitely have those wounds and we have those generational burdens and cultural experiences. You know, mm-hmm. we have things within our cultures that have been passed down from generation to generation. Some of them are powerful, empowering, fabulous, wonderful, and help us while others actually cause us to not fully fulfill our purpose. And we need to release those things in order for us to be able to really step into our true power and our true gifts. And what's beautiful about the ancestral Story Healing work is we discover these stories. We look at these stories through what I call eight karmic stories. We look at those eight karmic stories and we heal each of those stories so that we can embrace the um the gifts that these ancestresses have for us so it's really hard sometimes if we're dealing with these wounds to be able to connect with the ancestors in a way that allow us to receive these blessings Mm -hmm. and that's why we want to clear and heal those stories and work with the ancestresses in our lineage to heal those stories not only for ourselves, but for future generations, for current generations, and forward and backward, you know, the ans- the ancestors, and for our future generations. Yeah, for sure. A- any
0: healing that we do helps both both sides, the ancestors and our future generations, and so and the collective at the same time. So this is this is big healing. Our and doing our work, we'll, we'll call it, is huge. And I know some of us have been doing the work for a long time, right? But really, there's always different layers and there's different perspectives and there's different lenses that we look at the, some of the wounds that we've had. And, you know, the more that we do that, yes, it gets easier. Yes. Sometimes it feels like it's the same wound coming up over and over again, the same pattern, but it's really, you know, in my training as well as a healer, it is like, how much are you willing to let go, you know, during each healing? Sometimes not all of it right? And that's okay. You you let go of as much as you can in that moment. So there's no judgment and there's no, you know, blame as to why does this keep coming up? Well, it's keep coming up because you haven't learned the lesson yet, whatever that lesson is or received the wisdom yet.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking as you were saying that what is happening is you clear a layer of it. And that is the layer of which you have basically learned the lessons You've embodied the wisdom that was meant in that experience. And now you're ready to move on to, you know, to your next level or to another part of your life. But that doesn't mean that there won't be other lessons as you move along the path. There's always going to be lessons. And those lessons give you an opportunity to do more of your healing work, working, working on ourselves and doing things to you know, to care for ourselves is not something that we do. And then there's an end to it. It's sort of like brushing your teeth. You don't brush your teeth once thinking that's enough for the rest of your life. We brush our teeth every day, or we should brush our teeth every day. And that allows us to cleanse and clean and, and release. And then we go on to the next day. And that's the same thing with, you know, doing the healing work. You're doing a little bit of the healing work now, and it is getting you to another place. And then you get to that place and maybe there's some more that you need to do. But here's the beautiful thing about that. Once you've done some of the healing work, now you know that you have tools to help you when the next situation becomes um, a part of your path. You have tools, you have resources, You can feel empowered knowing that these resources exist, and you don't have to feel like you are left out there trying to figure out what to do in order to heal.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I know some people are not going to like this, but I'm going to say it anyways, because, you know, (laughs) I'm in a mood. Um, (laughs) So I know some people say, I've done everything. Well, no, you haven't. Then you have to get real with yourself about how much you have actually done. If I were to say I've done everything and I still have a certain thing that keeps coming up, I have to be be honest. Did I really do everything? And the answer is no. The answer is absolutely not. I have not. I'm, I'm not doing healing work every single day on myself for that one issue, for example, you know. So no, I have not done, I haven't done, you know, like different modalities. I haven't gone to different, I mean, I've gone to different healers for different things though, but not for the same thing, right? So please don't think that, you know, you've done everything and nothing is working. It is working to an extent, to a degree that you're willing to allow it to work, to receive. Okay. It's it's a hard one. I know that that is a hard lesson to learn that, you know, I I am not always willing to receive all the healing because I'm still holding on to stuff. So it's like, but it's true, right? So if you're wondering why some stuff is still not cleared, well, you're still not willing to let it all go yet. And that's okay. Have compassion for yourself. Love yourself enough to have compassion and and understanding for yourself that you will let it go when it's the right time.
1: Yes, and also realize that you have let some of it go. It may not feel like it. You may have not seen this, you know, huge change or transformation, but anytime you're doing the work, if you are really setting the intention to do the healing work, then you are removing layers and layers and layers and things do begin to change over time. And sometimes we want things to change instantly, but the problem didn't come instantly. Yeah. Well, we wanted to change yesterday. Yes, Yes, (laughs) with or without the work. (laughs) But but yesterday I didn't
0: do the work. So it's like, all right, you know, so, you know, so it's like, I just want to, I just want to share that with everybody too. So please love yourself enough to know that, yes, you're doing the work. Yes, you've been to many healers. Yes, the, the thing is still there, but it's not the same thing. It has changed a bit, right? It has changed. And sometimes we don't see the effect of the change until much later.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it does sometimes take time. And, you know, abandonment stories in my family are huge. And they are, you know, culturally and within my family lineage because of actions that were taken. And then historically, there's abandonment. And, you know, through slavery, through um, wars, we have abandonment. And so there's abandonment that has taken place throughout my lineage. I've done a lot of healing on it. I've noticed a shift in my family and in myself as a result of this, but there are times when some of it I see starts to creep up again. And not only for me, but I see it within my family and I'm like, ah, okay, this is another layer that I get to release. Yeah. And instead of looking at it like, oh my goodness, I keep doing this. I look at it as, oh, wow. Wonderful. I have this tool over here that I can use that now I can do this release even more. I can do more healing. So think about it a little bit. If you can think about it that way too, that each step you take is another opportunity to use the tools that you've learned to do the healing work for yourself. Absolutely. And and it's an opportunity to
0: focus on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Do some self-care, self-nurturing, self-love.
1: Yes. And also, you know, a lot of times I see people will go to different healers and different healers and different healers looking for the solution, but never stopping for the moment and saying, do I feel a connection to this type of work? Because there, the reason why there's so many amazing ways to do healing work is because each of us has different ways that resonates with our soul. Mm -hmm. And I don't expect that everybody in the world is going to come and work with me because some people need a different type of work. They need to work with a different type of healer, a different type of teacher. And so really stop for a moment and think, do I feel a connection with this work? Do I feel a calling to this particular type of healing work? And I think that sometimes is the problem too. People jump around and jump around and jump around. And they're looking for instant transformation, as you said, like yesterday. And they're not following the process that maybe that teacher has given them to help them really experience the transformation that they need. Absolutely. And then I also say this. Sometimes people don't follow through in that they're thinking that one appointment or one session is going to change their lives completely. And I'm not saying that that can't happen, but if that's what you expect to happen with everybody that you work with, then that could be a challenge too. So sometimes you have to invest a little more time and energy working with the particular teacher in order for you to release those stories and problems and challenges in your life.
0: I agree totally. And also the processes. Are you you working on... Or with a process every day, you yes. know. It's, it takes yes. time. It's like, um, it's like you have to invest yourself into the process, into one one modality or one method for a little while, and until you actually, you know, will see a change, right? It, it's it's just the way it is. Um, I know for myself. I'm just really quickly gonna say this really quickly, and then we're gonna talk about the ancestresses again. But I know for myself, I am not the same person. That i was 10 years ago right. right i am not the same person at all i've done a lot of work uh, i have learned a lot of healing i i've learned a lot about myself i'm not the same person at all i cannot tell you how different i am my life seems to be a little bit of a mess at the moment but i inside am doing really well i know who i am i have my connection with source i have my connection with my guys you know, it's like, it's it's not the same person, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. It's like, if I look back, it's like oh my, God, who was that? You know, <laughs> it's like, I don't know who that was, right? So yes, it, it, you, you see the changes, you know, sometimes much later, not when you're in the moment and especially in a crisis of some sort.
1: And, and the, the other thing for you is because you've done that healing work, when these challenges recently came up for you, you were able to deal with them very differently than you probably would have 10 years ago. For sure. Right? (laughs) For sure. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that we won't have different challenges and problems and loss and illness and things like that show up in our lives, but it does mean that when they do, we'll be able to handle them in a different way. We'll be able to um, use skills and tools and resources and healing that we've done along the way to help us move through those those times in our lives
0: yeah absolutely and that's the thing when we are working with our guides our ancestors our ancestresses and we're actually like we're connecting with them we have a relationship with them and we're um, using the wisdom and tools and processes that they share with us when we actually use them it's a different type of energy it's a different type of relationship it's a different type of connection than just one and done, you know, like a one and done session, and you get a message, it's, it's not quite the same. But when you actually work with them, and feel their presence, feel their energy, um, it's it's powerful. I mean, it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to take an hour to do anything. in <laughs> these days, you know, I was just doing, you know, a little while ago, I was connecting with, well, you know, one healing team that I have, it just just for connection. I wasn't asking for healing. I wasn't even asking for a message, just connecting with them to keep that relationship and that, uh, channel of wisdom and energy flow flowing, right?
1: That is such a great point because oftentimes people think, okay, I got the message. This healing has been done. And so now I go on my way in order for you to continue with that healing you have to have those relationships. You have to build those relationships. And let me tell you, relationships with your ancestors, especially right now, the ancestresses, is a very, very powerful relationship. It is a life changing relationship, but it does require time, just like any relationship does. You have to be willing to invest the time to have that connection. And when I say invest the time, I don't mean you need to go sit up on the top of a mountain and meditate for three hours a day. You can. Been there, <laughs> done that. There. That was a different lifetime. Yes. You know? And you can. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There are days where I wouldn't mind going and sitting on a mountain top <laughs> for four or five hours and just sit. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that that's the only way to have that connection. And I love what you said about connecting with your healing team, not asking for something, just continuing the connection and that is so important and part of what I teach in my programs is that we can have a relationship without always asking for something Mm -hmm. and part of the relationship that we build with our ancestors is by offering something and I use my altar to do that I make offerings on my altar and You know, when we have holidays and I might be preparing food or something, I make an offering of some of the foods that I know my ancestors enjoyed, and I place that on my altar so that my ancestors can, you know, really enjoy it and realize that I'm making a beautiful offer to them as a way to continue to invite them and encourage them into my life. In fact, that's pretty much what my altars are all about is inviting the ancestors in and having them be with me. So it's very important that we continue that relationship beyond any type of program or you know working with a particular healer, that we continue that relationship. And that is part of what I teach in my programs is how to have that relationship, how to connect with these ancestresses, how to basically receive these messages from them, and how to feel their, their closeness to us. And I think you said something earlier
0: about embodying, embodying the wisdom, right, is so key. And that is what changes your life is when you embody the wisdom, you embody the teachings, you embody the lessons. Mm -hmm. That's when you've got it. You know, otherwise it's lip service, really.
1: Right. And one of the ways of doing that is by having that relationship, really connecting with These spiritual beings and building that relationship. So, really connecting with those ancestresses. And, you know, for some people, you may hear a booming voice. You know, you Mm -hmm. may hear the voice of your ancestors. For others, you may basically see something on TV, or you may read something in the book, or you may be standing in line at the grocery store and overhear a conversation and you'll receive these messages. So, or through your dreams, you may be writing. There are so many ways that you can receive the messages. And I really caution people to think that they have to receive them a certain way in order for them to really have that connection with them. It is extremely, um, you know, it's really gratifying to know that they're always around us. They're always Mm -hmm. supporting us, whether we know it or feel it or see it or not, it's there. And if we connect with them, it's even there more. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And um, when, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I know we have lots of questions in the chat, but um, so our ancestresses who are wanting to work with us specifically now, right? So there are some who are wanting to work with us to support us so that we can, Uh, fulfill our vision, our goals this year and beyond. So how can we, you know, get in touch with them more? How do we know that they are really our ancestresses and not somebody else, you know, or something else, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. Okay. So one of the the best ways, well, there's many ways. I shouldn't say one (laughs) of the best ways. Yeah. There's many ways. There's many, many ways. One of the ways that I start people out with is by creating an altar. And I've Mm -hmm. talked about this before and how important this is. Altar can be a glass of water, a candle, and a photo or no photo of your ancestors, right? It doesn't have to be anything major, big, elaborate. It can be something as small as what I have behind me. It could be um, something as large as, you know, take up your living room if you want to. You can have many altars throughout your home. I mean, in my office, I have three that are dedicated to different aspects of my family. So you basically can have you know your altar as a entryway and it opens the door to a relationship with your ancestors so that's one the other one is through your dreams and that one is a pretty easy one and though although I hear people say I don't dream and I have a hard time dreaming and you do you dream you may not remember it but you dream But here's the thing. You don't have to remember the exact dream. You really want to remember what your thoughts, feelings, and emotions are at the time you wake up. So you can ask your ancestors for guidance or wisdom, or sometimes you don't have to ask for anything and just say, please be with me as I'm doing this or experiencing this or as I'm working on this or as I'm wanting to heal this or I'm seeking this opportunity. I'm going for this interview i'm going on this first day (laughs) you know whatever it is that you're experiencing you can just ask them to be present with you and then you go to sleep Mm -hmm. and you sleep through the night with by the way no television radio all that stuff on because it's a little bit harder for that communication to come through when you're doing that Mm -hmm. so you turn all of that off and you when you wake up in the morning have your journal by your bed Wake up and just record what your thoughts are. Now, this is before you pick up the phone. You may need to go to the bathroom first, that's okay. But before you pick up that phone and start searching Facebook (laughs) and looking at your email, you want to record what your thoughts are, what your feelings are, and what's on your mind in that moment. And the more you begin to do that, the more this the connection starts to take place. And you may even say, you know, Dr. Monique, that crazy lady told me to do this and I don't have anything on my mind. Write it down, that's fine. Because over a period of time, you'll start to notice that the messages start to be more and more focused on the information that you're wanting to receive. Now, for some people, you may actually dream the message and you may be able to remember that dream. If you do, write it down. If you don't remember the whole dream, Just write down little pieces of the dream. It doesn't matter. Or draw a picture if there's, you know, an image that you received in the dream. Write that down. And do that over a period of time. You'll start to notice that you're opening up the door to this communication during your sleep time. And that the messages will start to flow in. So those are two ways that you can easily begin. There's a there's a ton of ways, but those are two that are pretty quick and easy to start.
0: Um, and then other times you might just get a message pop in, right? If you're thinking about your ancestors, not anything, not anyone particular, but just thinking about your ancestors, ancestresses and saying, you know, like, oh, I could really use some guidance on this. Just, you know, make the request, let it go, and then just see what happens, you know? Because for me, sometimes when I'm, you know, because I have a lot going on in my head, right? And so sometimes I veg by watching Netflix. I'm watching Merlin right now. Um, And so as I'm watching it, I'm vegging, right? So I'm relaxing my mind, I'm not thinking, and something will just pop in. It happens so often that, you know, that's why it's like, I do not, you know, Think Netflix is bad because it really gets me a chance to stop thinking and relax. And then that, you know, the information pops in, right? So it can pop in like that as well, right? Or when you're going for a walk.
1: Yes, I love that example. And I know for me, it happens when I'm coloring in my big girl coloring books. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, I like there's something about the color and the movement of my hands and to really get into some of the pictures and. I start receiving all kinds of messages and divine wisdom. And in fact, when I'm coloring, I always have a little piece of paper next to me because I'll get these ideas and I'll jot them down and then I continue my coloring. And I may be listening to a book at the time I may be listening to music or doing exactly what you're doing, watching Netflix or some movie or something mm-hmm. that then allows that creativity to flow. So it is important to know that you don't have to do specific things. I mean, those are helpful. Spiritual practices, we need them. We should do them. We have daily practices. But also knowing that just moving through your day is an opportunity to connect. I will sometimes walk past my altar and I'll just say, hi, ancestors. Thank you for supporting me, guiding me and taking care of me, protecting me. I appreciate you. And I keep going. Exactly. That's That's it.
0: Yeah. Um, So there's an interesting question from Angela, she's asking about, do our ancestors come to us in dreams when something important needs to be relayed? I lost my dad and brother in the recent past, do they appear to many family members simultaneously for a reason or warning?
1: Okay, great, great, great question. So what I have found in working with the ancestors and working with, you know, thousands of people who have lost loved ones and the loved ones have come back through dreams. Usually they're coming back within the year that they, that they passed away. Now they still will come back and they'll come back and share information, but within the year that they passed away, they oftentimes come back in a way to let, you know, they're at peace in a way to let you know that it is okay for you to move forward. Oftentimes they're coming back to just be a presence for forgiveness. So if there's something that maybe you're still holding on to, they're letting you know it's time to let that go. So yes, they can come back. There's nothing bad that they're trying to share with you. There's nothing negative. It's usually just letting you know that they're present and they're with you.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So don't make it too significant. It's just, you know, Yeah. they're just letting you know that they're okay, you know. Pretty much,
1: yeah. And also, you're also, oftentimes, if you're the one that they're coming to, you're the one that they're feeling most connected with right now and feeling like they can share information with you. So that's another piece of it as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I I remember I used to, you know, my, my grandmother used to come all the time, you know, and uh, which I thought was really cool and neat. And, um, but, you know, some of the, my other, Grandparents, they never did. I was like, oh, I wish they, I wish they would, but they, they just, they don't. So it's like, all right, but maybe, but I am, I'm, I'm the one who needs to invite them to come. You know, invite them to have that relationship and connection with me.
2: You know?
1: Yes, that yes, absolutely, inviting them in. And one of the things that I also share with people is you want to invite the ancestors in that you had a positive connection with, or ancestors that you weren't connected with. When you're first starting, you know, because you haven't really done the healing work, maybe they haven't done the healing work that is needed for you to deal with a ancestor who may have inflicted harm upon you or members of your family. So you want to connect with those ones that are happy, healthy, healed and whole. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to know exactly which ones they are. You can just simply say, I want to connect with the happy, healthy, heal, and whole ancestors and invite them to be with me. And Mm -hmm. as far as um, there are some ancestors that don't connect with us directly, right? So your grandparents may not be connecting with you directly. Maybe it's because they haven't been invited in, or maybe it's because they have other messengers from that side of the family that they're feeding the messages to for you because vibrationally they haven't been able to make that connection so they may be they may definitely be there but one thing we do know for sure in order for any ancestor to connect with you and to really be present for you in a way that supports you with fulfilling your life purpose and expressing joy in the world you have to invite them in that's the best way invite them in, and it's as simple as saying i welcome you It doesn't have to be a huge ceremony. A ceremony is nice. It, you know, it really helps you connect with your energy better, but you don't have to have a ceremony. Just simply ask.
0: Yeah. Have the intention and ask. Absolutely. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Yes. Awesome. Good. Thank you. All right. So where are we now? Oh, there's always so much. Um, I always have so many questions and there's always so much to uh, learn about you know, ancestors and specifically ancestresses now who want to work with us. So these ancestresses who want to work with us and support us, are they coming forward now because they have specific uh, talents and abilities and gifts that um, would be helpful for us? Uh, can they also share those talents and gifts and abilities with us to assist us in our goals and our vision?
1: Yes, that is the main reason why they're coming through. These are women in our lineage who had gifts and talents and wisdom and knowledge that some of them were allowed to use and some of them were not. And for the ones that were not, they're really eager to help you because they're sort of living out those stories through you. Okay, For those that were, they have even more wisdom because they've had the experience. So if you haven't, if you're wanting to do, let's say a healing practice, you're building a healing practice and there are ancestresses in your lineage that were healers. So they could have been healers. They could have been um, healers, you know, spiritual healers. They could have been nurses, midwives, um, even doctors, scientists. So they may have been healers In some capacity, they're part of your healing team. We invite Mm -hmm. them in and ask them to work with us, to share Mm -hmm. with us, to help us. And so they, they are coming because they know that it's time for this feminine energy to really rise up and begin to offer even more in the world. They want more voices to be heard from the feminine side of the world. And they really want that to come through. And that's what they keep saying to me, we need these voices, we need this information to come through. So that is why they've come now. And if you think of these wise grandmothers, you know, if you think of your grandmother who gained a ton of wisdom and survived, you know, things that are unimaginable to us now, can you imagine the wisdom that they have to help mm-hmm. us with any of the challenges that we're currently experiencing? Right. That's exactly what they're they're coming. They are, um, they want to utilize their gifts and skills to support us in really sharing ours in the world.
0: Yeah, awesome. And that's the thing, sometimes we may not realize that our ancestors ancestresses, may have information for us but they always have wisdom they always have wisdom because they have lived through so much you know if i think about my own grandmothers for example they lived through so much they experienced so much so yes absolutely they have wisdom uh of you know life wisdom right and then of course when they um transition it's like they're the same people <laughs> But they have greater clarity on certain things than, than they might have had when they were alive, right?
1: Yes. Yes, they do. They have greater clarity. They have greater understanding. They have a kind of an overview. And they, when, when certain ancestresses come through to work with us, they even have an understanding of what our sole purpose is. Mm-hmm. So They are able to help us. And what's beautiful about working with ancestresses is that they've walked the earth before and they understand what your purpose is. So they understand some of the challenges of actually fulfilling that purpose. And they also understand what the purpose is, which means they are very capable of providing you with guidance and wisdom and information. And they are, um, they have dealt with oftentimes some really challenging things and they have gone through the healing process. And so what, also happens is most of the ancestor ancestresses and ancestors that come through to support us and work with us are generally not the ones that are one generation away from us. Mm-hmm. Not to say that they aren't helpful. Not to say that they can't help us. But the ones that are most evolved, the ones that have ascended to a higher level of consciousness, are the ones that are coming and helping us, and they're usually three to four generations and further back. So they could be even the 14th, 16th generation. They are not necessarily our, you know, our parents, although our parents can support us and help us, and we can ask them for that help. And there's nothing wrong with that. We should, if we had a positive connection with them. If we didn't, then we want to heal that story. And one of the ways of doing that is reaching back to those ancestors that are multiple generations back to help facilitate that healing that needs to take place between you and let's say a grandparent or a parent a sibling uncle cousin whatever it is mm-hmm. help you facilitate that healing.
2: Awesome.
0: Good. Thank you. And and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because it's like I never think back that far. You know like 13 generations. I never think, you know, I, because it's like, I don't know who they are, (laughs) right. (laughs) But hopefully they are much more evolved than, than, than we are right now. Right.
1: So. Yes, they are. And we don't always know them. I mean, and and that's a good point because some people don't even know their, you know, their parents, right. Or their grandparents. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that ancestral healing work doesn't help. It's still can help. You don't have to know specifically who your ancestors were. You just yeah. know that you had a mother and a father and so did they. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. That you are the result of thousands of people that came before you. So yeah. there are multiple layers in just knowing that is helpful. And as I shared before, when you're in a situation where maybe you were adopted or maybe you were in foster care, the ancestors from the families that took care of you or the people who provided care for you also are a source of support for you too. Mm -hmm. And they can also be um, a situation where you need to do some of the healing work there if those relationships were not powerful, positive, healthy relationships. Then there is some, some karmic story healing that needs to take place that may have been passed to you from these people who provided you with care. But it doesn't mean that you have to know specifically who their ancestors were, or like I said, even your ancestors to do this work. It's still, (laughs) it's available for anyone who who wants to do it because we all have ancestors.
0: Yeah, we all have ancestors, absolutely. And just ask for the most highly evolved, conscious ancestor, ancestress, you know, in this case. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thank you.
2: (laughs) You're welcome.
0: And it's like, the thing is just ask, ask for help, ask for support. You will receive it, but we are the ones that have to ask.
1: Yes. Ask for the support. And one of the things that I definitely want to go back to is you said that today you connected and it really wasn't about asking for anything. And those times are so, I love that you said that because those times are so important too. Sometimes we are so busy asking, asking, asking that we're not making any kind of an offering. Sometimes we're so busy asking and the messages are coming and we're not taking action. Right. Once again, we're not taking the action. So we're asking for this, we're getting the information It may feel a little uncomfortable because we have to maybe step out of our comfort zone in order to do it. Mm -hmm. And then we don't do it. And then we continue asking and asking and asking, and then wondering why we're not receiving any information. Well, it is when you're continuously asking people for something, if you just think of it in terms of a physical being, if you're continuously asking people for something after a while, they get a little tired of you always wanting something from them. Well, it's the same thing when you're working with spirit and working with ancestresses, spirit guides, angels, and other entities that you connect with. If you're constantly asking, but never really taking the information and doing something with it or making any kind of an offer. And that offer can be, as I said, it can be an offer on your altar. It can be an offer by helping someone else. It can be an offer by just saying, a quick prayer, or sending healing energy to someone, Mm -hmm. or saying to your ancestor, ancestresses, or even your ancestors, I'd like to send some healing and love to this person who I know is struggling. I'd like to make that offer. And it's very simple. It doesn't have to be anything that is, is so complicated, but it's very important to have that receiving and offering relationship with your ancestors
0: yeah absolutely it's about keeping them in your awareness in your in your in your mind in your awareness in your heart on a regular basis you know that's how you work with them that's how you that's how you create the connection and relationship
1: right absolutely yeah. and yeah. there's you know there's simple ways of doing it and then there's other ways that you know i've carefully put together over the years to help people create those connections so that they are able to have a deeper and more profound connection. So there's there's things that you can do to start out now, and then if you wanna take it deeper, then there are some deeper things that we can do to have that support ongoing, Mm -hmm. knowing it's there, specifically how to ask, how to offer, and also how to connect with them anytime you need it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good. Awesome. And, and that's, and that's, a, it's like, they are always there for us. Right. So it's about that give and take and the giving is just, you know, I appreciate you. I thank you. You know, thank you for being part of my team, et cetera. And, right. you know, even acknowledgement, right. Right.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. They like that. They like acknowledgement
0: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> who
1: doesn't right? who doesn't. <laughs> and they love a thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing that I um, have come to appreciate about ancestral connection is that they most connect with us when we are in the energy of joy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your program is about happiness. When Mm -hmm. you're in the energy of joy, that is when it is often easy to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And when I'm coloring, I'm in the energy of joy. When you're watching Netflix, you're in the energy of joy. When you're doing something that you enjoy, you're around people that you enjoy, you're in the energy of joy, which makes it easier for you to have that connection. So look for opportunities to experience joy.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, really, we should be feeling joy experiencing joy on a regular basis every day yes (laughs) yes some every day all right Um, okay so do you want to what do you want to do next let's see i'm just looking over my notes here um do you want to do some readings
1: or do you (laughs) because i know people are like whichever whichever you, you we can answer questions or we can do readings whatever you prefer
0: yeah, I'm open. So, okay, so if you do, um, if you do have a question for Dr. Monique, you can raise your hand or you can type your question in the chat. Um, so we've already taken some questions, but let me just see. One second. I'm just gonna go quickly go through here. I can't read anything on here. Uh, 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 uh. So let's see. Uh, I know, I know Tanya has a question. I know Destiny has a question. And um, I know Lori has a question about anger. Um, Maria has a question as well. And Angela's question we took. <laughs> I'm in the Ancestors Rising group.
1: Awesome. Yay! I didn't know awesome. that was a thing.
0: <laughs> welcome,
1: welcome. I didn't know there
0: was one. I was like, okay, good job.
1: Yes. All right, there's a Facebook group.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, so you want to go to Tanya first. Tanya, go ahead.
3: So, um do you hear me?
2: Yes. Yes.
3: Yes, yes good. Thank you. So, um yeah, I I have a lot of dreams with answers, with messages, and, and think, uh, unfortunately, somehow, I cannot connect to my guides or ancestors like in, during the daytime. I don't, I can have some kind of thoughts coming in my head, but I don't connect with them. Like I cannot have conversation, which bothers me a little bit because I think I used to be scared of it. Like I thought if I hear voices, I will be like petrified. I'm not scared anymore. But having had all these kind of dreams and stuff, I still think like because my my grandmother was uh, had very poor life and uh, because she lost two parents at the age of 3 and my my mom was a child of the um like she was born in 1944 so it's just after the war or actually the end of the war and my father also was a child of the war i i feel like i have this you know a lot of it a lot of i know i work on it and i work on my thoughts and and stuff but also because i'm a buddhist in buddhism they believe that some of it is um, karmic so some have a karma to be rich in this life they are born in rich families and some don't have karma to reach like my husband said, you can dream of winning lottery like all your life but if it's not your karma you will not win so what is it how i know what is karmic uh, like um or what is not but i had very odd relationship with money since i was a child like i was not afraid but i felt uncomfortable with money i didn't feel like I should have them. I have. I can have them. And I and I thought it is not good to want to have them. So what is what is kind of um, how should I work on it? Only by changing my thoughts, or is it something like also like energetic? And I, uh, yes, I would love to it's every, it's have a healer. Yeah, a healer, bit of everything. Yeah. The it's healer who one will thing. say,
1: yeah, "This yeah. is
3: the treatment." <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's not just one thing. It is around thoughts, of course. And when you were talking, one of the ancestresses that came through for you said, write, write. Not necessarily write a book or or write for publication, but she's saying that she will connect with you through writing. And she wants you to spend 10 minutes in the morning 10 minutes during the day to write, just write whatever your thoughts are, what's coming to mind. Your ancestors are not necessarily booming voice ancestors. They're not coming through with this voice, but there's other ways that they want to communicate with you. And writing is one of the ways that's coming through that they want to communicate Mm -hmm. with you. As far as the scarcity piece is concerned, The the ancestor that wants to communicate with you in writing is one that she's sharing with me that oftentimes we think of abundance in terms of money, and she's wanting you to spend some time acknowledging the other ways abundance has shown up in your life and expressing gratitude for the other ways that abundance has shown up in your life and that she will work with you and support you with creating greater abundance. But she wants you to stop thinking about it in terms of financial abundance and think of it in terms of the abundance of what you want to experience. So if you want an abundance of money because you would like to travel or you would like to give money to help other people or start a program of some sort or build a business or you know build water wells in another country whatever it is that you want to do as a result of having abundance of money then think about what those things are and share them with her as you do your writing session with her
3: thank you but i understand what you're saying but i oh i mean i don't feel that i'm not abundant i'm very abundant in many different ways but when i was uh, working i had my own money i was very, very generous with people i love but then i decided to get married so i left my job for my husband and uh, since we got married he was very unhappy that i wasn't working but moving around from place to place and having a child which i was bringing up by kind of by myself because my husband was always busy i, I was like depending financially. And I was like, I wanted that fr- financial freedom, but I also felt like I couldn't have it or I don't know, but I'm I'm ha- having this kind of, you know, all the time, like I feel abandoned, but I don't bring anything to the family. And I felt guilty all the time. And I was kind of this, I don't know how to work with these things, you know? <laughs>
1: I would write all of that, write a letter to Mm -hmm. your, that ancestress that I was telling you about, write a letter to her about how you're experiencing, what what Mm -hmm. you're experiencing, how you're feeling, um, and what you would really like her to help you with. Do it in writing Mm -hmm. and practice that for the next few weeks and see what begins to show up for you. Messages, ideas, they may come through your dreams, they may come through reading, they may come from watching a movie, they may come from doing you know, gardening, whatever it is that you're doing, the messages can come from there. But that would be where I would say for you to start is to start by having that conversation.
3: Mm-hmm. Through writing. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot. You're
1: welcome. You're welcome.
0: Thank
3: you, Tanya. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank
0: you. And I just have to add for Tanya and anybody else, <laughs> because if you if you want money, you know, you gotta, you have to. The money has to flow to you through some sort of channel, through some sort of flow. You know, it's not just going to drop out of the sky. So if you, you know, don't want to get a job, then okay, then our, uh, then you know, how else do you want the money to come to you, right? What what other stream of you know, flow do you want, I don't, I don't want money to come to me through insurance, you know, God forbid something bad should happen and I get money from the insurance, I don't want that, does that make sense, so money's going to come to, and I, I, you know, I don't play the lottery, but if you want to play the lottery, great, go for it, but, you know, what are the chances, you know, so be, be realistic about, you know, what it is that you want, and what's possible, the angels and the guides are not going to drop a bag full of money on your doorstep, I've never seen it happen. So money has to come to you in some way. So either a job, a, a business, inheritance. I don't want to say insurance because I don't. I don't like that. But you know, like investment, something or a spouse.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and just because you are receiving money from a spouse does not mean that um, you're dependent per se. Even like the money comes from source through people. So, you know, like I, I get money from all of you, right? for my show, but that money is truly coming from source and you, and it's coming through you. So uh, so I'm not dependent on you. I'm dependent on source. Does that make sense?
1: I love that.
0: Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's one of those things that you, it's hard to wrap your head around, but think about it, feel into it and, you know, and also, I think Tanya mentioned she really wants to hear, but sometimes we don't. I mean, I, I used to hear a few messages when I was younger, but those were like in extreme times, I've heard messages in extreme times. Otherwise, I get my messages through knowing and through channeling, through writing. I don't, I don't hear the voice unless it's like life and death, you know, kind of thing.
1: Okay, right. so I, we're not, I hear the voice and I also get visions. So yeah, everybody is a little bit different on how that information comes through. Yeah. So don't, don't
0: force it that I can, I, I only want to get it this way. No, you are receiving all the time. So be grateful and acknowledge how you are receiving the messages. I receive, like I said, I receive visions like, you know, like Dr. Monique, I receive during my channeling, when I do healing, during uh, just thoughts drop in. And when I'm writing, I, you know, that's how I receive mostly now. And through feeling, of course, I, I'm a big feeler. Right and but I don't always hear and that's okay because I'm still receiving messages in all these other ways. Okay, so acknowledge how you are receiving messages because we are always receiving messages from our guides, source, ancestors, ancestresses,
1: etc. Okay, all right. Jill when an says to you mm-hmm. that that's how they want to connect with you. I would definitely try it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they're saying specifically, I want to connect with you through writing, definitely do it. You know, like they're saying specifically, this is how I want to work with you. I I would do it. It's like, okay, fine, let's do it. Bring it on, let's go, okay? Uh, Tanya said, I need to learn to trust myself. Yeah, and don't learn to trust, just trust yourself.
2: Yeah.
0: You don't need to learn, just do it. Oh my God, that's like my, (laughs) I need a filter today. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead, Jill. I
4: (laughs) definitely need a filter today. Hi everybody, thank you. And um, I wanted to let you know I, I worked with Dr. Monique um, a couple months ago, and it was a fantastic session. In fact, I just want to um, show you quickly. That's my altar back there, where I have like the love birds and the candle. And I want to tell you, um, I I had um, I was doing it about love, and it it honestly. No, I haven't found the love of my life yet, but, um, the, the ritual of lighting the candle every day, talking to my ancestors, it is, it is truly like exciting. It's like, it's, it's part of like, I, you know, I get like a nice little voice and I say like, good morning. And I name them by name because I've done like ancestral, you know, stuff. And so I have to say, I really, really enjoy the process and thank you so much. It's been oh, really good.
2: wonderful
4: um, thank you. So I, I do have, I, I was wondering if, um, if i could either ask you a question or just give you a little information and see if you ha- get a message from my god gu- you know my my guides um my ancestors about it so i recently got this new information from a healer just like a couple days ago that um i when i was in my mother's womb i had a twin i didn't know this um and so it's not even verified that there was a twin who died in the second trimester, and that this—that I've been grieving this twin, um, and that this has been—I—I I feel like possibly holding me back from love because I've been so entangled with this, like shock, grief, all these things. So I was wondering if there's any, anything that comes up.
0: I want to say quickly, but well, I want to ask you a quick question first. How does that resonate with you? How did that feel? And how does it resonate with you?
4: Without even thinking, I started crying when she said it. it yeah. Was,
0: crying in what way? That like, it's, it's
4: true or? Yeah. It was instantaneous. Like, like, oh my God. You know, like it, it just, it just like, I just was like, <laughs> and then it was over, but it was still <laughs> like, oh my God, it was. Like crazy is the way it felt that all this time, that I, you so that, know that was
0: a possibility.
4: Yeah, and my mother has dementia, so I I can't really ask her, but I was you know gonna, you know look yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll
0: always trust your reactions or your your knowing what you're feeling as well. But go ahead, Doctor Monique.
1: Uh, Well, I know I love, I love what you said that, what you said there, because I was going to ask, how did that really resonate with you? What did you feel as a result? Did you feel that that was like an aha that felt like it was happening? Or did you feel, ah okay, that's interesting information.
4: So I I did. So I've been searching for so long, and I am a trusting person. um, And so I was just like, oh my God, this is the missing piece. And it really felt like, wow. And just really a surprise. And also kind of like then looking back and having spoken to other healers before, like all these pieces sort of kind of fit together mm-hmm. with that being the truth. Mm-hmm. It's such new information that, you know, I, and like I said, I like cried, you know, I I like, <laughs> And then, for really quickly, and I just was like, "Wow!" Like I wasn't even thinking; it just that just happened. Um, yeah, so, yeah. anyway.
1: Okay. What? No. Great. That's good. And as you were talking, there was a piece that came through about this um, twin that was more of a twin soul. Mm-hmm right and that that particular soul um, is in spirit form and wants to communicate with you Mm. and has some messages for you because that's an ancestor right in a sense has a message for you about love
2: Mm.
1: and The message that I'm getting from an ancestress in your lineage that is a grandmother four generations back, she she loves that you've done this work to understand your family lineage. And she wants you to to now embody all of the messages that you've received to begin to really integrate them into the steps that you wanna take to move your life forward. And I know this sounds like, okay, what does that mean? Um, But she's saying that you're doing a lot of this work, now it's sort of bringing it all in and, and taking some action. So one of the things that she said is to um, write a letter to this soul expressing love and welcoming the soul to walk this path with you, supporting you in increasing the love, energy, and vibration that you've experienced with this particular soul. Mm. Now, I'm not getting a clarification on whether or not there was actually a pregnancy, but what I am getting is that there was another soul that wanted to come into physical form at the time that you did. And for whatever reason, that did take place. Now, was that before your mother was pregnant or was that after? I don't know. Okay. But the important thing is, is that there is a soul there that you can invite to support you and help you and be a part of this path with you and help you to create love in your life that's you. something on your altar in honor of that soul
4: mm, interesting okay so yeah that's that's amazing do you know if the the grandmother four generations back was maternal or paternal maternal thank you Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, you have on, on your mother's side. There are some. You know, I think we may have even talked about this. You have some really powerful healers and women that accomplished some things in their lifetime that were unusual for women to be able to do, and, mm-hmm. and, and because of that, many times the relationships that you know the relationship that you're seeking their relationships weren't there because they were sort of, um, you know, pioneers. They were the leaders. They were women that were breaking barriers and doing things that other women didn't do. So they, their relationships were a little bit strained and difficult,
2: mm.
1: but that doesn't mean that yours have to be, right? That doesn't mean that you can't have the relationship that you want. It just means that, once you embody the idea that these are powerful women, and now to balance that out, you are a powerful woman who is going to be in a healthy, loving, kind, mutually loving relationship.
4: Perfect. Thanks so much to you. You're welcome. And to everyone for their questions. It's all very interesting. (laughs) Thank you, Jill. Bye. All
0: right. Uh, one
2: second. Jan. Oops. Sorry. Sorry, Jill. Here <laughs> we go. Jan, do you want to unmute yourself? Yes, no, maybe so. Hello. Hi, Jan. Thank you for taking my call. And I really appreciated Jill's response. She brought me to tears because I had. It's called the Disappearing Twin Syndrome, and I have worked, I've known my, uh, every birthday, it would come up, I would be so sad, didn't know why, and it was due to that, and I remember being in utero, and my heart is guarded because of, it's the deepest connection you can ever have is to a twin. Uh, You're heart to heart, and you're just... It's amazing. He died at four months and I remember all this. And um, I never thought to connect and have him guide me. So I appreciate that, Jill. Thank you for bringing that forward. But I am understanding, I feel stuck and blocked right now in stepping forth into my power of who I'm here to be right now. And I need help with that.
1: Got it. I want to quickly touch on your twin. You can invite your twin to walk this path with you. And that would be the biggest gift that you could offer. The ancestors um, is the opportunity for this twin to be a part of your life. So I would say that that would be one thing that you could do. In terms of the stuck, let me just see which ancestress is wanting to come forward. So on your, (coughs) excuse me, on your father's side, um, father's, mother's side, getting choked up for a minute. So on your father's mother's side, there are three ancestors that want to support you. They are, um, ancestresses, and they were sort of like the powerful three, and they were sisters. So one of them would be a grandmother to you, and then there would be two aunts. And they are saying to you, you have this feeling of being stuck, but you're actually not stuck, you're actually moving forward. And it's just that it's not happening as fast as you want it to. And so one of the things that they would love for you to do you know, I don't know what it is today, the ancestors are all about writing letters, but really writing a letter about what would it look like when you weren't stuck, right? And then surrendering to them, any of these feelings of being stuck. So really kind of writing about this, getting it all out on paper, and then placing it on the altar. And it doesn't have to be, you know, um, like I said before, it doesn't have to be some big booming altar, but create something that is an honoring of your ancestors, including your twin. Something that just honors them and welcomes them into your life. But these three are... um, At times in their lives when they felt like they weren't able to do the things that they wanted to do, they supported each other with moving through the chaos, the challenge, the feelings of not being worthy, not valuing themselves. Um, They helped each other through that. And now they want to work with you and help you. So think of um, maybe They're saying two to three things that you would like to see different in your life and write about what that different looks like for you, what that would look like. And then place these on your altar. You don't have to do them all in one day or all at one time. Begin to place them on your altar and invite these three. And so these three, the three things that you can place on your altar that actually honor them. One is a piece of, Fabric in the colors pink or blue. And the other is a flower. And this is going to be a funny one, but the third thing is the actual flower, you know, bread making, cake making flower. Put that there because one of those ancestors loved to cook, loved to bake. And so put those things on the altar write your letters that they ask you to write and then see how things begin to unfold. Because I think that it's almost like there's just a little bit of something in front of you. You know, it's like the word is gunky and it's starting to clear and move away. This will help you kind of move past that and clear that energy out so that you can step more into what it is that you want to create and do.
2: Oh, well, thank you so much. So you're saying it was on my father's side, but my grandmother's?
1: Father's mother's side. Yes, it would be your grandmother on your father's side. So it's on that line of your lineage. Okay. Number of generations back, quite a few generations back.
2: Oh, it's back a ways. Okay.
1: Yeah. Do you know how many back goes back?
2: Does it say? I'm
1: getting five or six okay. generations.
2: Okay. My husband does work on that. So
1: I'll have him work on that with Yes. Me. Yes, absolutely. You might at least be able, I mean, even if you can't get exact names, you might be able to kind of look and see where these people may have lived or where they may have come from and that kind of thing and, and get a feel there too.
2: Okay. All right. Thank you
1: so much. You're welcome.
2: Thank so you. Thank you, Jen.
1: Thank you. Alara, there's a message from Maria mm-hmm. that I just saw. Um, and she was saying that she, I guess there was someone on your show that talked to her about um, pressure over her jaw. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. wasn't sure, she said there are, i I couldn't quite understand what her last part of her message was, but I'm wondering if she's feeling like that would be a reason not to connect with the ancestors. I couldn't quite tell. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I I can't understand what's written there either. Okay. Well, Maria, if you want to type something else in then, because there's never a reason not to connect. And yes, there are times when there's some things that we're experiencing physically as a result of the karmic stories that are in our lineage that have been passed down from ancestor to ancestor. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we shouldn't connect with them if that's what you're asking. You definitely can still connect because also there are blessings that they've passed down to us as well. And we don't wanna miss out on those because of some of the things that may not be um, positive. But having that connection can also help with some of the physical things we're experiencing. anyway
0: yeah but and but also at the same time you know like do your protection stuff ask for the highest level consciousness ancestor ancestors to come in you know so we're not asking for somebody who is not whole healed and complete we're you know we're asking for somebody of a higher consciousness
1: yeah absolutely and you know particularly when you are just starting out you want to as i mentioned earlier you want to work with those healthy whole heal loving kind ancestors those are the ones that you want to work with yeah when you want to you know do a little bit of deeper work then that's where you really want to learn how to work with the ancestors who may have have left some things and passed some things down to us that are creating challenges in our lives or health challenges in the case that you were talking about. So that's when you wanna work with someone that can do that. And like you said, ask for your protection, make sure you have that energy of protection around you so that you're only connecting with those beautiful, kind, loving, wise ancestors. Absolutely, always. All right, Destiny. Poor Destiny's been outside in the cold,
0: waiting all this time with her hand raised.
1: Oh, oh my goodness, she does look cold.
2: Oh. A cold. Actually, it's oh. not too bad today. Um, it's kind of rainy, so it's not okay. snowing anyway. Um, I guess I'm wondering right now, I'm contemplating really seriously hard why I'm still continuing to endure what I'm going through I'm like trying to figure out to myself what is it that I'm supposed to be learning from all of this bullshit really (laughs) because it's just not been nice and right now I'm dealing with a lot of black magic and just really really dark dark stuff and it seems like I just I really want things to shift and I'm wondering when
0: this is gonna happen So Destiny, I've said this before and I'll say it again. If you're dealing with black magic or entities or things like that, a call like this is not gonna help you, okay? But, uh, you know, it's not, you know, for that you need deeper work with one-on-one. I've given you names of people to work with, you know, that I know do miracles and work. I have cleared it, I've cleared cleared it. You you haven't cleared it if it's still there, right? If you're still (laughs) feeling that way. Um, but let's see if if uh, Dr. Monique has a message for you from some of your ancestresses who may be able to assist but a message is not the same thing as a healing right
1: yeah and that is a great clarification this is these are just messages we're not doing healing I'm just letting you know which ancestors are available to support you The healing work is something that is a much deeper process the And I agree with Alara that if you feel like you're dealing with Black magic and and that kind of thing, you really do need to work with someone in depth who can help you. One of the things that you can invite in for yourself right now are the ancestors in your lineage who are, as we mentioned, healthy, healing, happy, healed, whole, loving, kind, powerful healers who can come and help you and assist you in connecting with the right person for you and having the resources to be able to do that healing and having the open mind heart and spirit to receiving that healing and asking them to provide a level of protection for you and surround you with the level uh-huh. of protection so that you can move past some of the things that you're dealing with, but it definitely requires a deeper sense of work. Yeah. So I'm asking all of your healing ancestors, all of those ancestors that can support you and guide you and help you and protect you and surround you and uplift you to be with you in this moment moving forward asking them to pave the way to all of the healing that you need to experience that you haven't experienced yet. We're asking for them to provide divine protection and divine guidance to the right sources and the right people for you to connect with. And it sounds like you've received some of those names. So I would write down those names and just ask the ancestors, which one is the one that would be the best for you to connect with and work with that person.
2: Is there a particular ancestor that I can call on?
1: As you said that they were like all of these ancestors that were coming forward from both sides of your family, ancestresses that were just (laughs) kind of rushing in. So there isn't a particular one, but. It looks like most of them that are showing up are um, four, five, six and ninth generation. And <laughs> one of the ancestors said that they like bread. So you may wanna create a little altar and put bread on the altar and basically you know make this an offering and ask them for support and help
2: that's really strange i just went to the store yesterday and i was like looking at bread and and for some i was like looking through all this bread
0: there you go okay so you're already getting the message right of who to work with mm -hmm. thank you awesome
2: good sending
0: you love Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Um, where are we? So there was an interesting, I just want to, there was an interesting question from Angela really quickly, which I wanted to ask you because she's out of curiosity. If someone is named after an ancestor, do they have a link to him or her or share gifts or traits?
1: Sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Not necessarily. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes there It sometimes can be easier to connect with that particular ancestor. Um, In my family, all the first girls in my family have the same middle name. And so Elizabeth, all of us have the same middle name. And I do feel a sense of connection all the way back to the grandmother whose first name was actually Elizabeth. And so I do feel a sense of connection but not with all of them. So with some more than others. And so in the case um, of the name, it can be that you do embody some of their strengths and traits, but also some of the challenges that they experienced, some of the issues, some of the chaos that they had in their lives. And it can also mean that they are walking with you, and supporting you and guiding you or walking with you and wanting to um, basically be more of a part of your life than they need to be. So that's an energy that we work with case by case. So it just kind of depends on the different ancestor and um, how that, what that ancestor's life was like when they were living um, and what healing they've actually gone through as a result of passing and then what the connection was to the, like for instance, if your person is named after a grandfather, what was the connection to the father, right? So really taking a look at that lineage. So that's a little bit deeper work that we do um, Mm one-on-one. Awesome,
0: thank you. And so Rosemary, I, you know, when people say I've been told to do this by somebody else, then, you know, really that question should go to the other person, but it's an interesting question. So I've been told to release the bloodline. Oh, I don't know why you would do that, but okay. No matter what I do, clearings, readings, they have not yet gone. (laughs) Can you tell me what they want and or what needs to be done? Is it a timing or a contract? So I don't, I don't understand that part. Like, why would you want to release a bloodline? It's a part of who you are. It's a part of, you know, what made you, you. I understand releasing the attachment to releasing some of the energies, you know, Um, but even then I wouldn't be like a releasing would be more like a healing, I would think, but I'll let you answer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, i to answer this in the best way. Yeah, because I've already like, you know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So here's what I've seen happen around ancestral story healing um, or clearing or, you know, ancestral healing is that there's been so much focus on what's negative in the lineage Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: not enough focus on what those true gifts and blessings are. And so there's a thought that you want to clear you want to get get rid of them because Mm -hmm. we oftentimes remember and know about the negative pieces and we don't spend enough time thinking oh wow my grandmother raised five kids as a single woman educated all five traveled the world bought homes and gave a lot to the community Hmm, okay, let me think about that and how that empowers me. But she also was a woman who was divorced a number of times, who had bad relationships, who was abused, who was raised for part of her life in an orphanage where she was abused. Well, I can focus on those and there are some things about that experience that I need to work with and I need to heal, or I have actually, That I needed to heal and to work with but there's also all of those blessings that I just talked about Mm -hmm. so you don't want to completely release your bloodline what you want to do is work on those generational wounds and cultural traumas that have been passed down from generation to generation you want to deal with those family burdens and patterns that you see that have shown up and you want to heal and clear those While also remembering all of those beautiful things that can help you move your life forward and fulfill your purpose and experience more joy in your life. And that's where my programs are are very different is that I'm not just focusing on that negative stuff because truthfully, if we really look over it, we're going to find that there's more positive than there is negative in our lineages. And if yeah. there is negative, yes. right, like,
0: it's about having compassion for the person, you know, right. whatever they were experiencing at the time. I mean, I can't imagine what some people in my in my you know ancestry would have experienced. As I, like I would have deep compassion for them because it was a difficult time that they probably went through. So I, so I, I'm sorry, Rosemary. I don't really understand why. You know, it's not the way I was trained as a healer and teacher to release a bloodline I don't I don't I don't know the value of it myself so um I'm sorry if I offended you in any way but it's just it's foreign to me to 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 hear that kind of thing because I don't think that's something that's possible or that would be um helpful in the long run
1: well and she's saying this came from high level beings years ago I think they're in pain and I held and held in some kind of anguish yeah I yeah rethink that Just kind of rethink that. And maybe it was at the time that you received the message, there was not enough clarity there about what that actually meant because that could have been what happened as well. Um, But yeah, you don't need to throw out the entire lineage and your entire bloodline. You don't want to do that. Yeah, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Right, and you can't. I mean, they're They're a part of your DNA, so you won't be throwing them out, but you want to... You know, have you want to heal
0: and send healing and blessings and love nice. to, to them, and that
1: will help start the healing process. And for one them. of the reasons why you may have gotten such a strong message like that is for you to look at what needs to be healed. And oftentimes, I find that people are selected by the ancestors to be the family healer. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to go out and heal your entire family. What that means is you're doing the work, you're having the connection and you're the one that they're reaching out to, to create the healing in your lineage and get kind of get things rolling so that your entire lineage can experience it. Yeah.
0: And the thing is, when you work on yourself, do healing work for, uh, for yourself, it automatically trickles down the ancestral lines as well. Right, the, the future generations and the ancestral lines as well. It yep. does help. But if you're focusing on, okay, I really want to help my ancestors heal this, then that's going to go even deeper and more strongly. Yeah. Just the it's ones that are woven passion. around me like a blanket or barrier, they're cloaking me. Are they?
2: <laughs> this
0: is my, it's going to be my question. Are they? Are they? And that's and that. Then that's the work you have to work with. That's that's the healing that you have to work with. I think, so because you don't want them cloaking you. You want them there as support, but not blocking you, right? If that's yeah. your yeah. if that's your belief system that they're blocking you or cloaking you, you you want their support, but not stopping you from creating your life, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I would encourage you to just take a deeper dive into your ancestry. And to look for the gifts that have been left and open your mind to the possibilities of all the beautiful blessings, all the love, all of the strengths that have been passed to you. Um, And look at your life and where you have had some successes, where you are experience some positive things where you have given or helped other people. That's all a part of your lineage as well.
0: Part of your bloodline, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just so interesting to to look at. Sometimes we need to switch our focus, our perception a little bit to focus on something different, like the positive, like the empowering ones, you know, and maybe they can step forward more so that the ones that are cloaking can step back a little bit. They'll be, they'll be forced to step back a little bit when the the, the ones that are stronger and in, in the light, more empowering and more empowered, step forward. Like you're, um, you misunderstood. Sorry, I know. I, I'm sorry. I maybe it's I hard. did. Maybe we yeah. did misunderstand. It's hard through
1: the messages to, to get that sometimes. So
0: yeah, <laughs> that's why it's like it's easier when you're talking because it's it's like we can you know have a conversation, but in in a chat it's kind of difficult. Yeah. Um, for sure. Sorry about that. <laughs> but, you know, blessings either way. Um, so, okay. So I want to take a few a, a minute <laughs> because we've been like going yeah. nonstop, which has been amazing and fantastic, but I want to take a minute to talk about the packages that you have for us today, Dr. Bonique, and I'm going to put them in the chat as well. One second. So lrat 4 show for slash monique 2 and I'm going to share my screen. Once I think I should be able to today. I couldn't do it yesterday, but I think I should be able to do it today. Uh, yes, awesome. All right, Doctor Monique. So we have two packages.
1: Yes. Okay. So let's take a look here. This package is actually a new package. that i am offering it is a completely new program it is different than any of the programs that i've offered before because there are there's new information that is coming through from our ancestresses so this is the ancestor story healing program and it's an identifying your karmic stories connect with your ancestresses for healing generational wounds and what that means is we are going to be identifying your karmic stories What are the karmic stories that are in your lineage? And I have a whole process that I'll be working with you on and taking you through to help you look at all of the stories that are showing up in your life. And we're looking at them from a number of perspectives. One is just intuitively what you're feeling. We're taking a look at your family history, whether you are connected to your family or not. We're looking at family history, we're looking at culturally what has taken place, we're looking at historically what has taken place so that we can identify those top wounds that need to be healed. And one of the beautiful things is when we heal one, it impacts the others. So you'll be looking at all of these wounds and which ones are there so that we can begin to do the healing work. We'll do that in a workshop. So we'll start the process in a workshop. We will have the the Karmic Story Identification and Story Healing Journey, a two-hour workshop where we're identifying those karmic stories. And I'll also be sharing with you a little bit how to identify the blessings, which is something we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're, we're looking at creating, we're having an altar ceremony. We're identifying the stories. We'll learn which stories are showing up and impacting your life. We'll learn how cultural rituals and history contribute to the generational wounding. And we'll also identify non-blood related karmic stories that may be passed to you by non-family members. And we'll do a really powerful story release, karmic story release meditation and wound healing process. All of this will be recorded for you. So you'll go back and be able to use this meditation as often as you want to begin to release those deep wounds that may exist in your family lineage. And at the same time, we're opening the door to the connection with your ancestresses. So we are going to be doing a a ceremony that will specifically create an opening and a welcoming for these ancestresses to come into your life and begin to support you as you move forward. And then you'll receive guided healing journeys. And these journeys will allow you to connect with the wisdom and guidance from your ancestors for rapid healing. And I love this part because these are actual guided journeys that I haven't really shared with a whole lot of people yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Only the people that are in my Ancestors Rising program have actually experienced these. So now Everyone is going to have an opportunity that signs up for this program to experience these journeys that connect you with the ancestresses who are ready to help you heal your family burdens, cultural traumas, and any chaos you have in your life. We'll be cutting cords and releasing attachments to current stories that you're experiencing that are basically being impacted by these karmic stories that are blocking your happiness or preventing you from fulfilling your soul's purpose. And we'll look at designing a new story moving forward through these healing and guided journeys that I'll be sharing with you that you'll receive and be able to listen to these over and over and over again to support you and help you. And each time you listen to him, different information will come forward and will support you with different aspects of your life. So that program is a program that i'm really excited about it is 222 Mm dollars and alara will tell you a little bit about kind of what she does there i love her magic and the specials (laughs) that she offers so i'll go ahead and let you do that yeah so package
0: a is 222 and there are two and a three-part payment plans available and as well for 24 hours you can use the code tacs10 to receive 10 percent gift from
1: me um and then package b Yes. So package B actually includes an ancestress empowerment clearing session with me. And that is a one on one private session where you receive guidance and support from your grandmothers, mothers, aunties, and spirit. And I'll be sharing with you which are the ancestors, ancestresses that want to come and help you right now and how to connect with them, how they want to connect with you what you need to place on your altar to welcome that connection. You'll receive these channeled messages directly from them to help you spiritual practices and rituals that they personally designed for you to help you begin to heal whatever it is that you need to heal and move forward with the things that you wanna create in your life. So this is a personal session that is custom designed really by your ancestresses to support you. And it's 30 minutes of packed, really beautiful information that will all be recorded to help you move forward.
0: Mm -hmm. And it includes everything in package A as well, like the workshop and the healing journeys. Yeah. So this is uh, package B is 3.42 or 3.24. No, maybe 342 and there are again, two and three part payment plans available. And of course, a 24 hour special 10% gift use code TACS10. So all this, uh, it sounds so exciting. It sounds like, you know, this is the time for all of us to, there's no excuse, right? Really, really, there's no excuse because we have the support, the ancestresses want to work with us to help us move forward on our goals, our vision, and to have that life that we desire to have, right?
1: Yes, yes. And just having that relationship for me, for my clients and my family and the families of my clients has been life-changing. Really has. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. And that's the thing, is like, you know, we have the support. Why not call on them? Why not work with them? Why not invite them into our lives, into our healing, into our, you know, businesses, you know, whatever, you know, wherever we are feeling stuck. And I don't even like to say that either. It's like, are you stuck? Or if you keep saying you're stuck, you're going to stay stuck, right? So are you really stuck or are you just not moving as fast as you want? Like Dr. Monique was saying.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of times we say stuck, but really it's, we are missing the skills that we need to move forward. Mm -hmm. That's all. We're missing the skills, the information that we need to move forward. We're not really stuck per se. And I agree with you. I don't like to hear blocked, stuck, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But exactly. me, what I love about working with the ancestors is any project that you're working on or anything that you want to create. You know, I recently had a client that told me that she has been wanting to create a particular business for many, 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 many years. And after doing the clearing work that we've done together, the healing of these karmic stories she said that now she feels empowered to do it. She's excited about doing it. And a few days later, she called me and said, I just want a grant to do the program that I want to do for women in the community. It's that simple. There you go. (laughs) Writing those ancestors in, when you know that you have something that you want to create, they are a great resource for helping you to achieve it. Yeah, and are you willing to receive? That's the that's the biggest
0: thing that that really keeps us stuck is that we're not really willing to receive. I know it's it's like nobody wants to hear that, but you know we have many reasons why we're not willing to receive. I'm not I don't feel worthy enough. I don't feel good enough. All those things are you know we have we we experience them. We feel that, and that's why we don't receive as much as we can, and that's also why we don't release as much as we can possibly, you know, so, and we all go through that. So please don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty as charged as well, right, for that. There's still some areas in my life where I don't feel like I'm worthy or don't feel like I'm good enough. Still,
1: <laughs> I'm, still I'm still working on it. <laughs> I think we all have that. And it just sometimes takes a little time to, yeah, yeah, to work so,
0: through layers. And we still, you know, I still have to like, focus on that sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, let me work on a little bit of that today instead of something else. Right. So I still have to do my daily rituals and daily spiritual practices. I still have to do daily healing or daily meditations or whatever it happens to be. And um, if I don't, well, then I can't say I've done everything I
1: can. And so, mine would be fear. Yeah. 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 Yours value minds fear. And I have to work on that. And, you know, when I see it coming up, then I go to the ancestors, I go to my guides, and I go back to what I've learned. And I go into spiritual practices that help me and support me and meditate guided journeys, whatever is needed. But, you know, I've worked on that over the years, and it's much, much better. But that doesn't mean it doesn't surface sometimes.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Lori, P saying, it is a full moon, excellent time for releasing. Yeah. Excellent time for releasing. Please do the best you can, right? To release and let go of those things that no longer serve you, that have been keeping you blocked or keeping you stuck in the same way of life, you know? And, you know, for stuck, we just mean, you know, sometimes sometimes we can't see the next step, right? Mm -hmm. We've all experienced that, right? So that's when it's like, that's when you really need to ask for help. It's like, all right, ancestors, guides, angels, whoever you want to work with, please show me the next step, please guide me, please give me some sort of message that I will understand,
1: okay? Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> that I will understand.
0: Exactly, please give me a message that I will understand, you know, in a way that I will understand,
1: right? And so, um,
2: trust- yes. to... Yeah, I'm okay. sorry, go
1: ahead. Yeah, if a message comes through and you don't understand it, then ask for clarification. Yeah,
0: they're always listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're always eavesdropping right so you know you can always ask oh, what What? i don't understand what that means what does that mean can you please give me more you know tell me more right so you know they they don't stop is what i'm trying to say they they don't you know they, they will support you as long as you continue to keep that relationship and keep that connection with them yes. it's when we stop that we get in trouble uh, for me for me anyways it's when i stop talking to god or the angels or my guides, that's when I get in trouble. <laughs> when I am
1: not engaged in a regular daily spiritual practice, I get myself in trouble. Yeah, yep,
0: absolutely. Um, OK, so did we cover everything? Because I know it's like it's already almost two hours. But did we cover I did, everything I we
1: wanted to do? I think we have covered it all. Oh my
0: goodness, I'm excited about working with the ancestors. So somehow it gives me a more of a empowered feeling. You know, I mean, like, you know, we've you've been working with the ancestors for a while, but the working with the ancestresses, it gives me more of a feeling of connection and, yes. and rapport and relationship because yes. I'm a woman, they are women, we've been through the same thing, you know, um, I, you know, like, in my family, anyways, my, my grandmothers on both sides, strong women, we've been through hell and back. Right. And in our in my family, my mom, my my aunt, my sisters were all very powerful, strong, independent women, you know, and so, of course, you know, our ancestors, you know, from not just pre like first generation back, but like previously, they were also strong. They had to have been in order for us to be as strong as we are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So they are here to support us so that we can, you know, not focus on being strong, but also focus on creating the life that we desire,
1: right? Yes, and th- like you said, those women in your lineage, they are they are there, they are powerful, they are strong. They are encouraging you to continue to do what you're doing and the work that you're doing. And I just love it. Ancestress rising, that's what I keep saying. This is the Ancestress rising.
0: Yeah, I love it. I I when I saw that title I was like, "Oh, that's powerful." I love that. It's like the ancestors, ancestresses are rising to support us. Are rising to share, to share to say that they're here with us. They've got our back. You know? So it, now it's up, up to us to also rise as yes. empowered women that we are.
1: Yes. And accept their support because we are going to we- be
0: somebody's ancestresses
1: in the future. Yeah there we go. We're, yeah, whereas as as my uh, client always says, I'm an ancestor in training. Exactly. <laughs> I'm an
0: ancestress uh, I'm an ans- I'm an ancestress in training, absolutely. Yes. I am. Yes, yes. And so w- so what do I want to teach my future generations, right?
1: What do I want to model? What right. do I want to,
0: you
1: know, right? Right? So. And what do I want to pass to them? What do I want to be embedded in their DNA? Yeah,
0: exactly. So think about that and really, you know, be that person now, embody that wisdom, embody those talents, embody that, those capacities now, so that when they are passed down, you know, our future, our future generations are greater than we ever were, right? We want them to be greater than us, more powerful, more empowered, more, you know, conscious and aware than we are.
1: (laughs) Agree. I agree.
0: It's all within us to share it with our future generations, and it's all with us to heal the past ancestors and past generations. We can all, you know, we we all work together. It's not like, you know, we're not alone, right?
1: Not at all. We are. Here. I I
0: love this. I think this is going to be fantastic, a fantastic process and fa- fantastic program. And even the journeys and the meditations, it's about continuing to do them after. After the workshop, after, you know, the the first time continuing to do them so that you go deeper and deeper and clear and heal layers and layers and really see who you are.
1: Yeah, this is not a one-time program. It is, you go through the program, but you have access to this information to continue your learning and journey.
0: Yeah. And it's about continuing so you can embody the wisdom, embody the healing, embody the teachings and energies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. So powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and thank you everybody for all your questions. I'm sorry if we didn't quite understand some, you know, yes. uh, but thank you for being here and thank you for being vulnerable and sharing and, um, and you know, being here to support all of us as well, because your energy helps to make the show, right? So thank you for that. And again, of course, thank you, you know, Dr. Monique, thank you all of the ancest- ancestresses that were here with us, right? Because again, they're always with us. If we remember to call on them, if, if we just you know, have the slightest intention, you know, okay. I mean, I have pictures of, of some of my grandparents. So it's like, I know they're here. And it's, it's amazing what the energy can do for us to support us, so mm. thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me and inviting me. Thank you to everyone that came. And as you said, for being vulnerable and asking questions, it isn't always easy to share the information or ask the question publicly like that. So thank you so much for being open to doing that. And I'm sure that all of our ancestresses are, are open to being here and supporting us as we move forward and as we bring this to a close. So thank you, Alara, for, as I said before, the gifts that you share in the world. You're such a beautiful person and I'm so grateful for you.
0: Oh, thank you. And thank you, everyone. Please do check out Dr. Monique's new package, new program. It's available at alar.at forward slash show forward slash Monique2. So please, 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 please go check it out for yourself. It, it, it's going to do wonders for you, for your healing, for your connection with your ancestors, ancestresses. Oh, my God, it's so hard to miss. It's going to be so wonderful for you. And you will see changes. You will see changes in your life. So I, 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 I just want that so much for you. The, the change that you want is what I want for you. So thank you, everyone. Until next time, may you continue to be blessed and be with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Ah, I'm surprised the dogs haven't come in here yet. But thank you so much, everyone. Bye for now. Bye. Bye,
2: everyone. Bye Paul.